Welcome to the Wisecast by Sundaram Mutual. In today's podcast, we'll talk about the market outlook for the month. We have with us S. Krishna Kumar, CIO Sundaram Mutual. Welcome to the Wisecast, Krishna Kumar. Hi. So, our first question to you. Post the elections, what's our view of the markets? What measures do you expect the government will take in the next few months? I think uh, one of the biggest uncertainties uh, that plays on investors' mind is, uh, you know, the change in government and what kind of government that you're going to get uh, after an election. So that risk is completely behind us at this point in time, with NDA getting a second term with better majority. We continue to have some of the risks that are more global in nature, uh, uh, like you know the US-Chinese trade wars and Brexit discussions and the Iran tension, etc., which will keep coming through and provide some kind of water in the market. Uh, but the global situation continues to remain uh, uh, where the global growth is kind of softening and all the central banks uh, are on a hold and are looking at infusing liquidity uh, like it's happening in the Eurozone. Uh, we also have some of the economists looking at a rate cut in the US sometime next year as an extreme situation. So with this kind of a backdrop, we don't see the dollar uh, strengthening too much from here. We don't see US rates going up. Uh, so also the case with the Eurozone. So clearly a lot of assets could get reallocated from uh, the developed countries into uh, uh, emerging markets. And within emerging markets, uh, India definitely scores uh, a lot over China at this point in time, uh, given the trade war there and also the kind of stable growth uh, that we expect in India. So what do we expect going forward from the government and the RBI? Uh, clearly, uh, RBI uh, is expected to uh, continue its uh, uh, you know, change in stance in terms of uh, uh, being more accommodative. Uh, the liquidity, liquidity conditions have been improving, but still, I think we need to get to a neutral liquidity zone. Uh, that would ensure a lot of flush of liquidity and uh, help rate transmission, which has been not happening. Uh, we also expect uh, further rate cuts, maybe uh, a couple of them uh, in quick succession, so that uh, the uh, overall uh, G6 and the repo come off the uh, the credit spread also would start to kind of uh, uh, get better if the government acts to infuse confidence that there is no systemic failure in the NBFC space or the HSC space uh, due to some of the concerns on you know the uh, real estate uh, developer uh, uh, industry. Uh, so that's something on the monetary side that we would expect. Uh, we expect a, a, quite a, a sharp fall in yields over the next one year uh, that will help uh, revive uh, growth in the economy. Uh, we also believe that the RBI uh, reserves, which are uh, being worked on in terms of the framework to transfer the reserves to the government, if there is a quick uh, decision on that in the next couple of months, uh, we would hope to see uh, the government take steps to recapitalize the PSU banks, uh, which need capital to uh, be there in the market to fulfill the needs of the uh, industry and the consumers. Uh, the, as you would know, the PSU banks have been uh, away uh, in, a, in a significant manner from the uh, credit markets, given that they have their uh, problems to resolve on the stress front. With now the uh, problems nearly behind them, 
uh, we do see that uh, they could uh, use the capital provided by the government uh, and uh, start lending in the rural uh, retail and uh, uh, MSME segment, which would uh, definitely boost the animal instincts uh, in the uh, economy. Uh, we would also expect the RB, uh, expect the government to use the transfer of uh, RBI reserves to uh, push some of their much-awaited programs from the rural uh, area where we need to see a lot more uh, income growth, a lot more uh, you know, projects that would help, the, help improve the uh, standards of living and income generation in that areas. Uh, all this would go a long way towards improving the consumption growth in the uh, in economy and also in turn improve the utilization levels of various industries and uh, revive the capex cycle. We believe that uh, the investment cycle is already in a path of uh, recovery and uh, the measures taken by the government would help uh, fast track the investment cycle in the country. Uh, we also hope that the government would act on privatization in the second term. Uh, we, need, we have a lot of assets, uh, whether it's Air India, uh, or other uh, uh, segments and uh, companies in the economy where the government does not need to be in business there. We do see that uh, there could be a lot of uh, capital that could be released there and the government would use that uh, effectively in its own fiscal uh, consolidation and uh, strategic investments that it would, it would need to do. Uh, lastly, I think on the GST, we do hope the government with its uh, majority will be now uh, you know in a position to implement uh, gst uh, you know measure full uh, earnest and also uh, work towards uh, uh, simplifying the structure and process which will make india a fully compliant economy on gst in the next year so these are some things that we think will help overall re-rate the markets also because uh, the, in the investor's eye, uh, both in India and overseas, uh, uh, India will shine a lot more uh, stronger. So with India being a hot destination for FIIs and with the government taking all these measures, what's your advice to investors and distributors? Which category of funds do you believe we should look at from a three to five year perspective? Over a long term, you know, five years and above, we always have seen that mid and small cap funds have the ability to outperform large cap oriented funds. So definitely with a risk on that is expected in terms of investors, particularly towards India, and the kind of growth recovery in the domestic economy that we are seeing, we do believe that small and mid caps will tend to outperform over the next three years to five years. Having said that, it is always important that the uh, wealth manager tries to keep 50-50 kind of exposure to large caps and middle small caps in a portfolio which is quite diversified across uh, sectors and across uh, uh, you know, market cap segments. Uh, so depending upon individual investors' current positioning, uh, we should be able to take a call in terms of how much uh, money should go into middle small caps incrementally. Seeing that in the last two years, uh, the mid-cap segment has not performed well and investors have not been pushing money to that space. I think uh, they would be underinvested in the space now and it would do them good to improve their exposure to the middle and small cap segments of the market. The valuations also are pretty attractive uh, in the mid and small caps compared to where they were two years back and that would be an additional uh, you know, point to consider while you allocate money.
Thank you for those insights, Kike. We're sure our listeners will benefit from these. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us on the Wisecast. Uh, we hope to have you back on the show soon. Sure. Happy New Year. The Wisecast is a podcast initiative by Sundaram Mutual. We hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you. Stay tuned to the Wisecast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing. Until next time, happy investing. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme related documents carefully.